Welcome to the podcast where all your media wishes are granted. You'll have VIP access to thought leaders in business, media, publishing, and more. Let's kick it with Julie Loken and the Media Casters. Queens, we have our king here, finally. It's Gilbert King, Pulitzer Prize winning author and really and truly an advocate for writing legal justice, legal justices and also social justices and fighting the fight that sometimes other people don't really want to fight. Gilbert King, I mean, I've been podcast crushing over him for quite some time as Mika and Tia know just a little bit. Excuse me. But it's true. And his podcast, Bone Valley, I'm going to let him explain it because it just like it, it has brought something to my consciousness that I cannot unsee the not wrongful conviction, but the conviction of an innocent man who is imprisoned for over 35 years now. And how can you turn away? And we're going to make a difference today. All you guys listening to this episode, we're going to make a difference with our King, Gilbert King, and also the Queens, Tia, Meek, and I. And we're so excited to have Tia back because she was on maternity leave. So, okay. What should we ask Gilbert first, guys? What do you think? If I may, Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. Let's do it. King. What happened to your highness? Can't you call your highness? Your highness. (laughs) Oh, please. What are you currently obsessed with? What Um, is your current obsession? It's interesting. I'm in the stage right now where I'm looking into new stories. And so I get obsessed with all the stories I get into. Um, And so some of them like obsess me more than others. And so I'm just trying to look for those stories that I can say, I'm going to live with this story for years. And that's what it really takes. I have to be so interested that I'm just obsessed with investigating it for years. So I have a couple cases. I can tell you they're all in central Florida, which is my my stomping ground. I, I really, I get so many leads about stories in central Florida and there's so much that goes on there. So I can almost promise you it's another story in central Florida. I just have to decide which one to pursue. Hmm. We could help you with that. So the yeah. the really interesting connection is, and one of the things that we are so fascinated about is that life is about building relationships. And when I heard Gilbert's crusade for Leo Leo Schofield and really bringing justice to him, his his life and also his family's, Mika, our girl Mika, happens to live in the same area in Polk County. And I was like, whoa, 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 rewind. Let's back this up. The connection is there. It's and we don't normally talk about true crime, although I kind of slip it in when I can, but mm-hmm. this is more than just true crime. It's about being an advocate when you know something is wrong and just do you sit there and watch something that's wrong, clearly wrong and do nothing, or do you take action? It's often very hard to take action. You know, Jules, that's a great point because, you know, it's one thing to sort of investigate it and write it and use it as from a journalistic point of view, but like, I'm so deep into this. Like I still talk to Leo every week. We write all the time. I I'm constantly involved with his family. And and it's like, this is an ongoing story just because the podcast ended, you know, Leo Schofield is in prison. He doesn't belong in prison. And it just feels like if you just do that story and then just go on to your next thing, I I just can't do it that way. Like these people have become part of my life now. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I firmly believe that Leo's innocent doesn't belong in prison. And it's just, I can't just move on from it. So there's my obsession really. 
Gilbert, can you give us some background to our audience about Leo? Yeah, you know, I'll, t- I'll sort of give you the idea how I came into it. And I think that you'll see, like, how do you get obsessed with something? So I was doing a talk about my book, Devil in the Grove, down in Florida before this judicial conference. And so there's, you know, a couple hundred judges in attendance. And one of them came up to me afterwards when I was signing books and handed me his business card. And on the back, he'd written Leo Schofield, his prison number. He said, not just wrongfully convicted. He's an innocent man. And so it's really unusual for a judge to do that. They're not supposed to speak out about cases that are you know current, um, but he was doing that. And um, so I ended up contacting him a few days later, and he told me all about Leo's story, how back in 1987, he was a heavy metal guitarist. His wife went missing, and three days later, she was found stabbed to death in a canal in Lakeland. And um, and. You know, a lot of time went by and ultimately they started looking at Leo as a possible suspect. There was no evidence connecting him to it. So about a year and a half after the murder, they charge him with the murder of Michelle. Um, He's convicted and sentenced to prison. And he's been in prison ever since 19. You know, he was convicted in 89. Um, So he's been in prison the whole time while he was in prison like 17 years into his sentence, um, there were some fingerprints that got identified from being in Michelle's car. And they matched a man who had lived about a mile away from the Schofields who was a convicted murderer. And and so that's really where the story starts for me. And that's when I started investigating, like not only why was Leo wrongfully convicted, but who is this Jeremy Scott guy who, you know, is connected to the car? And so basically, I think it's almost like two podcasts at once. We look into Leo's story a lot, and then we look into Jeremy and, and try to figure out his life and how they come together uh, towards the end of the podcast because they're both connected to the murder of Michelle Schofield. Going into the podcast, I was really expecting kind of this happy ending, perfectly wrapped um story to just you know have leo become free again and that's unfortunately not the case yet and you already said that you're still in contact with him and i was just wondering how do you how do you go forward with like not overly obsessing with this like having it consume your life um because even just as a listener I found myself obsessing over it. I couldn't stop listening. I had to keep going. Like I couldn't wait for those contact naps with my baby because that was when I was listening it. Like I wanted another one. I'm like, are you ready for a nap? Because I want I want more. Like how do you separate your personal life from these stories that are still ongoing and truly heartbreaking? Yeah, I mean, Tia, that's a great question. And I really don't even know if I have an answer. To me, even though the episode ended on episode nine, it doesn't feel like the story has ended. So, you know, we have a, we have a bonus episode coming out tomorrow. Kelsey and I went down to Florida and reported on a new development. Um, I won't spoil it here, but you're going to, you'll hear it tonight or tomorrow. Um, And it's going to be, you know, the, the New York times is doing a feature story on it. I think that'll run tomorrow too. So there is a development happening and, and that's sort of the way we see this happening. Like things are going to happen. Leo has parole hearing uh, coming up. Um, it's not quite over yet. We're going to cover everything, but I haven't really moved on from it. To me, it feels like you just can't move on from these kind of stories. They're too important. They involve um, humans that, you know, I've been working with for, for the last four years. And, you know, I really, I'm committed to this and I, I, I believe there's an innocent man in prison. And I think I can't stop and move on to something without trying my best to make sure that people are aware of this. Uh, and I mean, it's, staggering the statistics what do they say about 20 percent? or you know everyone says they're innocent right i'm innocent i didn't do it 
but is it 20 percent people are wrongfully I, I do convicted? think you did it Jules I did <laughs> I am always 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 guilty let me just say always guilty you know that's going to be used against you someday you you In should the court really of have law. a lawyer yeah exactly <laughs> I plead the fifth I plead the this fifth. is being recorded that's yeah. true I yeah anything just blame I get blamed for everything but the truth See, is, now you guys could do a podcast about her crime even if it's non-existent she got her confession already <laughs> the crime of being overly obsessed with guilt yeah that's one uh, <laughs> no and it's true I mean I love that Tia just the thought about becoming because I do become obsessed with this uh, you know just when I started listening I'm like oh who's this dude who's Leo Scofield but like by mid number you know the second episode I'm like oh my god I have to listen to more how can they be denying the forensic evidence how can they be denying another person's confession that has said this over and over again that he did he committed the murder and this dude is still sitting in a prison cell and i mean we need to get leo on this podcast too i i mean yeah. like his fortitude his mental ability to like ride through this for 35 plus years it's crazy and i know you're gonna be on like the courthouse steps like victory when he walks out yeah, I mean, honestly, I just hope something like that happens. I hope we do have some kind of ending. I'm, I'm actually not really that optimistic mm -hmm. because the, the the finality with these kind of post-conviction relief cases, uh, the mm -hmm. states just do not want to give these up. They do not want to admit they were wrong. Um, and so they'll do everything they can. And and to be honest with you, they have they don't have the truth on their side, but they have the system on their side. Leo's have been convicted and he's appe his appeals have basically been exhausted. So there's really no legal remedy for Leo right now. And now it's just a matter of getting parole or clemency or pardoned, something like that. But, um, you know, I can tell you that, you know, the, the, the plan, his plan for his lawyers is to liberate, get him out of prison, um, exonerate. Um, you know, you can't do anything until you exonerate him and then maybe compensate him afterwards because he's been wrongfully convicted and the states do not want to give that up. And so they're going to fight this tooth and nail. We're kind of hoping that a hero rises from the ashes and just says enough is enough. This guy has served 35 years in prison. You know, whether you believe he's innocent or not, he should have been paroled a long time ago. He served his minimum sentence. He's Why the perfect wasn't he paro paroled. That's confusing to me. I'm sorry. To the the only reason, the only reason he's not been paroled because he has, he's got like no disciplinary infractions. He's a model inmate. He served 25 years, which is his minimum. Um, he he's a candidate that should be released. The reason he's not being released is because he's started this post-conviction thing because Jeremy Scott's fingerprints have come in mm -hmm. and now he's seen as a nuisance to this particular circuit. And so every time he comes up for parole, um, someone from the state attorney shows up and basically says, this man has never apologized for killing his wife. He's never shown any remorse. He should not be released to society. And they use that against him every single time. And it's just staggering. How can we fix this, Mika? I don't know. I'm just amazed that we're in the year 2023 and we have all of these technological advances and we as a race, a human race, have done so much advancements in every front and yet something as simple as this has is not resolved because of because of a, a society a small group of people in law 
who feel that it would it would affect their ego or their system by freeing this man. It's just like you said, it's staggering and it's just it's illogical. So how to solve this? Uh, I'm not certain, but it's just really amazing that we've as a society, we've done so much in the world. Yet something as this is it's it seems as if it's come down to pride. Yeah. That's what I it think, feels like. I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's like one of the things that, you know, the, the, the job of the prosecutor is not to win cases at any cost. It's to actually seek justice. And, you know, like, I think what happens is they get this tunnel vision and they just want to win. And so this is what you see a lot of like evidence that would possibly be exculpatory. And, you know, that's all pushed to the side by the prosecutors. They don't want to focus on that because that doesn't fit their narrative. And yeah, you're right. It is ego. I think a lot of them think about moving up in the office, maybe becoming a state attorney themselves, or maybe becoming a judge, appointed judge. And so they don't want these black marks of wrongful convictions hanging on their back because that just knocks them down a notch and somebody else goes above them. And so they fight it tooth and nail. And I, I think a lot of it is ego. And, and that's just, to me, that's, tragic because lives are at stake here, you know, and, and, and if someone's freedom is at stake and it, that's more important to me. So um, I, I'm really, I wish I had the answers to say what could be done about this, but something definitely needs to be done in the system about this. You mentioned that Leo exhausted his appeals. Can you explain a little bit more to the audience about that? Yeah, he's had a couple appeals now and basically the courts have ruled and the appellate courts have ruled that, um, Jeremy Scott is not a credible witness. So anything he says is not to be believed, except, of course, when he says he didn't kill Michelle, that they're willing to believe. That's the time the state says he is telling the truth. Everything else is, you know, a lie or not credible. Um, and so that's been exhausted. They can't come back with something else regarding Jeremy's confession, even though, you know, he confessed in our podcast in great detail, real emotion, you know. You know, you talk about the state looking for someone to show remorse for killing Michelle. You know, you're not going to get it from Leo, but you got it from Jeremy. You can hear it. I mean, he was practically crying in on interviews, talking about how he was tortured, seeing the faces of the people that he's killed. Um, to me, that was extraordinarily persuasive. I've let many, many people listen to that outside of the podcast um, who are in law enforcement, who are in, you know, criminal justice in Florida. And there's not one single person I've let listen to that who didn't come away thinking, you know, that guy's telling the truth. Do you get discouraged? I mean, clearly, beyond a reasonable doubt, our boy Leo, Free Leo, and we're going to talk more about how we can all help Free Leo, is innocent. But yet you're still fighting this fight. I guess as long as he's fighting it, you're fighting it. You have locked arms. He's become a friend. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt, you know, I, I know this now, I didn't know it before because in, in the past I've written about, you know, history and most of the people that I write about are, have passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I became close with the families because when there was movement to exonerate the Groveland four from the book I wrote called devil in the Grove, mm -hmm. when they started to move towards pardons and exonerations, you know, I'm there with the family members. And, you know, at first they started out giving the Groveland four pardons and the family members said, we're grateful for that. Thank you. But you can pardon guilty people. Our, our family members are innocent. We want exonerations. And so they kept fighting. And because they kept fighting, I decided 
I had to keep fighting because I'm in this. And so those relationships mean a lot to me. And, you know, granted, it's, you know, it's probably smarter for me to go on and to move on to new projects and uh, which I'm, you know, trying to do, but, but, you know, I'm just very obsessed with this case and I definitely am too deeply invested. I, I want to see Leo freed from prison and it just that, that I can't just stop doing anything else besides that. And the thing that fascinates me, too, I had to rewind it because I think maybe I don't know what happened, but he got married. And then all of a sudden I heard he, he has a daughter. Ashley, I'm like, how did that happen? But I, I learned how that happened, you know, right. reading and doing a little research. But I mean, he has a family. He's built a family while behind bars, which I think is so endearing as well. Cassie and Ashley. You're absolutely right. You know, like, I think like even judge cup talked about it, you know, when he found out that this social worker, Chrissy was like, you know, get getting married to an inmate who was convicted of killing his wife. You know, his first reaction is like, what a whack job, you know, who does this kind of like, is this like a, a groupie like Ted Bundy used to have groupies and women who would show up to the court and, you know, propose to him, et cetera. And, and that's, you know, sort of what you think, well, this is the farthest thing from it. these guys have been married almost 30 years now. Um, they have a, a real relationship. They see each other every weekend. Granted, it's not the most, you know, it's it's not a normal relationship for sure. And but they're two kind-hearted people. And when another inmate that he knew, his family, uh, one of the wives was having a baby and couldn't keep it. Um, Chrissy and Leo stepped in and adopted this baby. Um, and Leo held this baby, Ashley, um, in his arms four days after she was born. And she's now, I think, 22 years old. And they are incredibly close. Um, so this is a real family. It just has the challenge of being, you know, one of the family members is incarcerated. I'm wondering if national attention, maybe even international, just like the attention that uh, the basketball player, Brittany, can't remember her last name, from a few, few weeks ago, how there was this trade. She was in uh, Russian custody. And so there was a deal to exchange her for a, uh, a Russian person that was in our custody that made international news and brought and so our government got involved in that. I'm wondering, does it does it have to come to this? Does it have to come to that in order for the legal system, those involved in Polk County to go, okay, you know, does it need, does it take that pressure? Does is pressure from the world needed on Leo's case? You know, I, I honestly think so. You know, if you look back at some podcasts like, you know, um, Serial, when they had the case of Adnan Syed, like that got a great deal of attention and it caused people to go back and look at that case again. Right now, we're sort of at this part where the this, this particular circuit in Florida is not willing to go back and look at this case. They feel it's already been decided. They feel they've got the right guy and, and justice has been, you know, meted out. Um, but you know, more and more people are coming to this podcast. It's getting lots of international coverage now. It's just starting, really. Um, there's some really big um, media stories coming soon about this case. And, you know, I know for a fact that people in Polk County are listening to this. And I don't know if there's some people who may be whispering to the powers that be, but that would be a really impressive way for this to be resolved. Just somebody stepping up and doing the right thing and convincing someone to do the right thing as well. I mean, we have boots on the ground, meaning Mika, and, and anything we can do, because I do believe in it, it just does not make logical sense. I have talked to other attorneys, one of which 
Fatima Silva, who you're going to be chatting with tomorrow, she's like, it's harder than you think. It seems like it is a cut and dry case. It seems like it's like, duh, he should be exonerated, but it's not like that. And it's crazy. Um, so what can we do to help not only Leo, and I'm sure Meek and I, our heads are going to be spinning because we, we don't sit by idly and just let things happen in front of our faces. And that's really the onus of like just even talking to you, being obsessed and having the king with the queens. But what can people do to make a difference today, not only in Leo's life, but other situations like this? Yeah. I mean, right now we're sort of following the lead of Leo's lawyers. And the first thing they've had is they, they've put together a petition. It's on change.org. And it's a petition to get the, this particular circuit to transfer it to another circuit that has a conviction integrity review unit. And it's calling for an independent review. Let, let some outsiders come in and look at this case. And I'm absolutely convinced that they will come to the exact same conclusion I've come to with my investigation and all the evidence that Leo Schofield is not guilty of killing his wife and that Jeremy Scott is the actual killer. Um, to me, there's so much more evidence, stuff that we didn't even put in the podcast because it would have taken too long to explain. And there's a lot more. And believe me, all of it points more towards Jeremy. Um, so we really want that independent review. That's on the legal side. Just getting the signatures and stuff is the way to just create more and more pressure. I think we've gotten over 11,000 signatures already. I think there's going to be a lot more coming with all the media coming. Um, and then I think there's going to be some further steps like letter writing, cards, um, campaigns. Um, I know that Leo is probably going to have a parole hearing this spring. Um, one of the things we're thinking about is making that an event. I know that the television's crews will be there to cover it, and it would be unbelievable if there were lots of people there with signs showing their support. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things we're thinking of. And, um, you know, I think that will probably happen soon. Let me know about that since I live in Polk County. And uh, I know that uh, and I can girls... fly to Polk County. Yes. Well, you can fly into Tampa and then you can drive to Polk County. <laughs> but I know That's the true. three of us, we've we've signed a petition for Leo. So um, so for all of you listening, we would love for you to sign a petition for Leo. Look into the story, you know, look into the evidence, the information that Gilbert has researched and put together. And you can come to your own conclusion and uh, think of Leo as your, if he was your husband, your brother, your your best friend, you know, and sign a petition. Once you've done, once you've looked into the story, really looked into the story, sign a petition and let's not just idly stand by and just think, well, We'll leave it up to chance or we'll leave it up to, you know, to the powers that be or we'll, we'll let someone else decide. You know, sometimes it's not always that simple to just let someone else decide. There comes a point to where we get involved. And this is one way you and I can get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with everything you just said. And, you know, I feel like, well, right now, petition doesn't feel like much, but we have more coming. And, you know, so it, I think one way to do it is if you subscribe to Bone Valley and get the updates, you'll start knowing about the next steps because we're going to be doing future episodes that address these steps, um, including parole and, and all that. So there's things coming and we really are going to 
count on people to do things. Right now, it's just a very simple thing of signing the petition, but it's going to be going in steps and we're going to need help. Leo's going to need a lot of help. And it's it's time to be an advocate. It's time to stop, you, you know, just watching on the sidelines. It's time to take charge. It's time to do things in alignment with what you believe to be true. Understand your convictions. Understand who you are as a human being and take charge. We are going to have all the links in the show notes. We have not only, and we were not saying this lightly, we do have a king here. He, he is a Pulitzer Prize winning author. He is doing this work, I'm sure, because he has the belief that he is going to leave a legacy on this earth rather than just, you know, dance through life, you know, doing what he's doing, you know. And I knew he wanted to be a baseball player back in the day, but, you know, we wow. can talk about that later. Baseball I have lots player, of dreams. Photography. That, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, who who does this? And, you know, a lot there's a lot of searing connections between the three of us. Uh, and we can talk about that in our next episode when we still continue to advocate for not only Leo, but for wrongful convictions and also people who are truly innocent. And I just want you guys to get to know Gilbert King, get to know him, do your research, stop sitting on the sidelines, stop being idle in your own life. Understand there is so much more to this life. When you open your eyes and look at the possibilities, we are going to play his trailer in just a second. So sit back. It's amazing. It's called bone Valley. We're playing it, but remember guys, you need to get obsessed with your life. If you don't get obsessed with your life, nobody else is. And don't forget to send us a little love, rate, review, subscribe if you like the content we're bringing to you. And especially if you feel something listening to Gilbert's message today, we will see you next week and enjoy this trailer episode of Bone Valley. I just want justice for my dead wife. That's what I want because you're never going to give me justice. Never. You can't give me back 34 years. You can't give Michelle back her life. But the least you can do when you say that you care about her is do the right thing by her. Just do what's right. Do what's right. Because this is not it. This is definitely not it. Leo Schofield has been in prison for over three decades. He was convicted of murdering his wife, Michelle. And then... 17 years into his sentence, newly discovered evidence pointed to a new suspect, a man named Jeremy Scott. Dear Mr. King, I received your letter along with 10 stamps. I'm Gilbert King, a Pulitzer Prize-winning author, and after spending three years investigating this case with researcher Kelsey Decker, we wrote a letter to Jeremy, the man who was forensically linked to Michelle's murder. Turns out... He had a lot to say. It was raining most of the night. I was sick and cold, wet. The one time she calls, the last thing we say is, I love you. There was a woman on the phone, talking. When she got off, she asked me if I was lost. I told her yes. She was nice and offered me a ride. And I knew then my wife's in trouble and I don't have any way to help her. Not a damn thing. I told you, I killed her. Jeremy Scott insists that he alone killed Michelle. Don't, don't judge me. 
Do you hear the whole story? Leo Schofield insists he was wrongfully convicted. I am innocent, and you are obligated to protect me and bring justice to my dead wife. The state of Florida doesn't believe either man. Mr. Scott isn't trustworthy, and I'll tell you why. Leo Schofield is a cold-blooded murderer, and if I have my way, he'll never get out of prison. Make it right. Let me go. Let me go. From Lava for Good Podcasts, this is Bone Valley. Available starting September 21st on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Or subscribe to Lava for Good Plus on Apple Podcasts and hear each episode commercial-free one week before they air. I'm reaching out in desperation to the one who's holding the star. listening to another episode of the media casters you can keep this conversation going and kick it with karina and jules in live office hours each week visit the mediacasters.mn.co to sign up and don't forget to rate review and subscribe whenever you listen let's kick it